And welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry, and this is the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. All right, so today we're doing Sermon 66, uh, building on that foundation part three, accountability. Now, accountability is one of those words that has multiple meanings, like respect, like trust, like many words in the English language. Uh, we we here in the English language tend to get a little bit lazy. We have a word, we like the word, and we use it to mean multiple things, and it causes lots of arguments. So I try to be a little bit clearer. Um, when, we, when we get into the sermon, the first and foremost thing I want to talk about is in what sense am I talking about accountability? Uh, accountability to oneself, accountability to others, and explain that this is not a comfortable thing. This is not something that people generally enjoy. No one really enjoys being held accountable, whether it's to themselves or to others. It causes bad feelings, but that's not a bad thing. In and of itself, it is a net positive thing to be held accountable, to be able to correct your behavior, to be able to uh, clarify your conversational skills, these are, these are good things, but you have to go to an uncomfortable place to understand that you really need to work on this stuff. And I want to talk a little bit about self-reflection because I am talking about being accountable to oneself. Self-reflection becomes a very important part of this. Now, I do understand that everyone thinks that they can self-reflect. I do. But I am going to be highlighting there are people who have things going on in their lives that make reflection impossible. Like you can't see a very clear picture of yourself or what you're doing or what you're saying. And that hinders accountability. And you have to understand that I'm not calling people out. I'm not saying it's their fault. But if they understand that they can't do this or they're not capable of doing this, they can seek a path to make it so that they can. And um, I want to talk about specifically how accountability uh, functions in the fundamentals of a relationship, how it builds on that foundation, how it interacts with other um, primary skills that your relationship is built on. So without further ado, we are going to be getting into this sermon right after we listen to my contact info. Thank you for coming. If you wish to contact me, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, contradictions to anything that I had said, I am more than happy to interact with you. There are polls here that I have on Spotify. There are uh, questions that I have on on Spotify under each of uh, my podcasts. And if you wish to leave a comment there, you can absolutely leave a comment there and I will see it. Or you can reach out to me in the many various forms of social media. My website. Uh, harryfelker.wordpress.com, my Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram are all linked in the main page on Spotify for podcasters, as well as in the description, I have a link for a discord. If you wish to speak to me in real time, that is probably going to be the best way to do it. Now, mind you, I do not check discord every day. If you do leave a message on discord, do give me some time, uh, especially if I'm at work. I don't message anybody when I'm, when I'm at my day job. My day job requires my hands. I can't be on my phone, obviously. So uh, with that being said, I implore you, if you have any questions, if you feel you have better information, if you feel that your logic is different than mine and you want to talk it out and see, see where we can come from this, I am more than happy and open to having these conversations. I would appreciate to have these conversations. Now, the other option is on Spotify for podcasters, there is a voice messaging service that if you wish to have your voice directly translated into a podcast, that is the best way to do it. The The voice messaging system is on the interface for Spotify for podcasters. Just click it, record your message. It will be sent to me and I will get an alert that I have, an, a, mess, I have a message. Um, do note that any voice messages that are on Spotify for podcasters, uh, I do reserve the right to use that voice message on my podcast. So if you do leave a voice message, you may hear yourself on a podcast. Just saying. Thank you. uh, And I hope to hear from you soon. I want to thank you for coming back. This is Sermon 66, Building on That Foundation 3, Accountability. So accountability is a word that has multiple meanings. The English language is very lazy in this regard, and this causes a lot of conflict, a lot of uh, negative conversation that happens because much like respect, much like trust, accountability means widely different... it's the same concept, but it means different things when applied differently. Uh, there's a world of difference between being accountable for the work that you do, the words that you say, the, the, the actions that you take when you are behind the wheel of a car, and the accountability that you have to the people who are closest to you in your life. I generally use this word levels a lot when I talk about relationships and it's I feel it's appropriate so I'm gonna continue doing that the the surface level of accountability you know just being accountable for the things that you do you know the the mistakes that you make the accents that happen the 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 words that you say that you don't really mean because you're angry or you don't understand the situation completely uh, to the general public is is not as life-changingly drastic as if it were a close personal friend or if it was uh, if, if it is your lover or lovers okay so we do have to understand that it's important but it gets more important as individualized as it goes accountability is one of those things that it touches the other building blocks of of a relationship it tu- it's affected by every part of that foundation and it strengthens every part of that foundation if you can correctly receive and give accountability for 
your partner or partners. So, in what sense am I talking about accountability?、Uh, first and foremost, I'm talking about accountability to oneself, and then secondarily, accountability to others. Accountability to oneself is a very important skill to have, and I do understand that not everybody has it. There is a large swath of the population, at least in my experience, that lives in the world of, well, that's good enough.、Uh, my father is one of those people. Well, was one of those people. You know, his famous famous phrase is "good enough for government work, good enough for me." You know, and.、Um, It's、uh, it's telling, you know. He he was a good man. He did do his best. But if he patched something that wasn't a really good fix, and he knew he was going to have to patch it again, that was his answer. And he walked away from it and did something else. And then he had to come back to it later. And that's not being accountable to oneself. At the service level, you know, at my job, one of the reasons why my employers like me so much is because of the fact that I am accountable to myself. If I am, I'm, I'm a professional cook, so if I'm cooking something and it doesn't taste right, I I don't tell them, hey, I don't think this tastes right. I just fix it, and then. You know, and my boss had caught me doing this a couple of times, and they're like, "What are you doing? You, I thought you finished this." And I was like, "Yeah, but it doesn't taste right." And they're like, "So what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm fixing it." And they go, "Oh, okay." Because, again, like I said, in my experience, it's not a lot of people in this world that are able to keep oneself accountable.、Um, The important thing to understand about being accountable to oneself is you are your first critic. No one else has the opportunity to critique your behavior, your your words, before you do, because you have to think of them, you have to think of the action, you have to think of the words before they come out of your mouth, before you do the thing, right? So it's completely understandable that if you are able to self-criticize, if you are able to Keep yourself accountable.、Um, then you, then you are listening to that 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 first critic, which is yourself, right? The other thing is that this is a sign of self-respect. This is a sign of going, I'm about to do this, but I can do better, or I just did this, but I can do better, and it allows you to. Build on the relationships outside of you if you can hold yourself accountable. Now, when I say accountability to others, you have to understand that you have to be able to accept criticism. Now, I do know that there's a lot of people in this world who seem to think that they're perfect and that there's nothing absolutely wrong. Those people have a hard time with accountability to begin with. They don't hold themselves accountable. And they are going to be damned if they're going to let somebody else hold them accountable. <laughs>、um, and we have to understand that being able to accept accountability from others reinforces respect and trust. It shows that you respect them. It shows that you trust their opinion. And it's the same thing if you are holding somebody accountable for the things that they did. It shows. 
them that you respect them enough to talk to them about it and you trust in them enough that they will correct that behavior or clarify that speech or what have you. Now, when we come back, we are going to be talking about why this is not very comfortable. I hope to see you back. And welcome back after that brief break. So this is not comfortable. Being held accountable is not comfortable. It's not supposed to be comfortable. And we have to understand that um, it, it is not a good feeling when you are being held account- accountable. Um, you should feel shame. You should feel regret. These are bad negative emotions, absolutely, but they are also indicators that you understand that you were wrong. And being wrong is not a crime. Well, sometimes it is, but you know, being wrong is not um, a death sentence. Okay? It's the fact of the matter is we are all capable of being wrong, and we all have to have that mechanism in our head to say, oh shit, I fucked up. I'm ashamed of what I said. I'm ashamed of what I did. I regret saying that. I regret doing that. These are good things. These are good indicators, physical indicators that we fucked up. And we have to understand that that's, it's a bad thing to feel, but it's not a bad thing to have to go through. As a mature adult, you should be able to go through this and come out the other side having learned something. Having learned, okay, well, I'm with my partner. I said this. It made them feel bad. They told me it made them feel bad. I feel horrible about that. And I know now never to do that again. And I know that I have to sincerely apologize and so on and so forth. I could make a backdoor joke, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to be a little bit more mature here, but just saying that probably made somebody giggle. Now, we have to understand that this is part of the process. The The process is the words or actions happened, communication happens about that, and then behavior correction happens. That is the process. Whether it's, um, whether it's you messed up at your job, your boss says, hey, you fucked up. Of course, at that point in time, you feel shame, you feel regret, but then you don't do it again. And it's the same thing with your, with a friend. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be, be there. I'm going to meet up with you, da, 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 da. And you just don't show up. You know, and your friend goes, well, I went out of my way to make sure I could meet up with you and you didn't show, you feel embarrassed about it, but maybe you don't make plans that you can't keep again, or maybe you try to not make plans that you can't keep. Um, you know, you're with your partner and uh, we, we see this, we, <laughs> we see this on the internet, you know, uh, you act like your mother or you're, you're, you're just like your da da da. And your partner says, I do not appreciate that because of 
these reasons and you you feel bad that you said those things to them or you did those things and you correct that behavior that's that's how mature adults deal with conflict in a relationship you don't necessarily need to have a screaming match you don't have to have an argument you can have a simple basic intelligent conversation that's reasonable and rational with the person that you love i'm going to say from experience this is preferable than the shouting matches the screaming the the vocal violence that that most relationships end up deteriorating into and then becoming destroyed now as far as whether this is the beginning or the end of your relationship is 100% up to you if being held accountable is something that you are just so uncomfortable with that you refuse to be held accountable you are probably at the end of your relationship um i'm going to say that uh if you can understand that you deserve to be criticized and your partners partner partners what have you your whether they're your 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 sexual interest or your um companionship interest or just you're just friends it's if if they can't be held accountable you know that that relationship is eventually going to end um and we're going to now get into self reflection <laughs> uh because people who can't be held accountable also are people who can't self reflect they can't be uh accountable to themselves because they can never really see that they did anything wrong now it takes a very big degree of humility to be able to hold yourself accountable and to self reflect and go this is where i fucked up uh i do have to say that there are people in this world who cannot do that um now the first one this is a a psychological diagnosis people who are narcissists are completely incapable of seeing that they did anything wrong i don't think that that is a surprise to anybody and i do i do know that your run of the mill influencer uh especially the spiritualist ones like to throw around the word narcissist a lot but the fact of the matter is is someone who is incapable of viewing anything that they do wrong uh is going to be incapable of holding oneself accountable because they don't have anything to hold themselves accountable for in their mind and they are unable to reflect on themselves they can't even get out of their own head to look at what they're doing and going wow that's fucked up right now there are people who outside of psychological diagnosis uh who feel that they're never wrong that feel that whatever they do is perfect and whoever is reacting poorly to whatever they did it's that's a they problem not a not a me problem and those people are obviously incapable of self reflection uh and in the same vein the, those people who always blame somebody else for their problems oh everything was going great until um this person showed up and did this thing which may or may not have had anything to do with what they what they did wrong but they can't view whatever they did wrong as wrong it's always got to be somebody else oh i'd i'd be in a good spot if it wasn't for blah you know 
And granted, sometimes that's valid, very few times, but sometimes that's valid. Uh, forces outside of your control, like, uh, well, I would have a house except um, the wildfires consumed my home. You can't really blame yourself for natural disasters. I, I get that. But generally speaking, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, oh, well, I'd succeed except this other person is in the same field as me and and he his success took away my piece of the pie you know and that's that's not generally how that works it's he worked harder than you did or 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 she worked harder than you did or they worked harder than you did let's just go with neutral they worked harder than you did um they keyed into something that you didn't key into and they succeeded it's not their fault you failed it's you just you just didn't do what they did or you didn't do it better than they did um we have to understand that self-reflection is one of those key things in a relationship um it's a must have in order to understand and accept uh accountability except the criticism that accountability is if you can't look and go i can see how this person felt and i guess that borders on the empathy thing but empathy is going to be a later podcast um but if you can't do that if you can't go i can see how what i did was harmful to other people or hurtful to other people um then you you are never really going to be able to hold yourself accountable and uh that understanding that comes from self-reflection that comes from holding oneself accountable is the the fundamental cornerstone to changed behavior because if you don't ever see how what you did was wrong bad hurtful what have you you're never going to change your behavior and with that after we talk about our new and improved friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast, we are going to be talking about accountability in the relationship and how it interacts with the foundation and other parts of our relationships. The Friends of the Blasphemous Pope podcast. To become a member of this, at this point, you have to become a listener supporter. The people listed here are people who've been helping me from the beginning, and um, they've shared, they've liked, they've commented about uh, podcasts and stuff like that. And seeing as it was before monetization, I just felt that it was good to thank these people. Uh, Post monetization, and, and it's not much monetization. Ninety nine cents a month is not much. Uh, you can become a listener supporter. Unfortunately, we have lost our single listener supporter that we had had. Now, it's just the free people. Anarchic Radio. Anarchic Radio is the project we formerly were calling Broad Assumptions. That was a working title, but that title fell away. Now it's Anarchic Radio by Donna Van Meter, by uh, Amy Lynn Russell, and Moose Girl. Extremist being awesome. If you are an extremist and you want to be awesome, you can go to Star O'Hara's Motivation and Accountability Group. The link is in the description. Uh, be extreme. Be awesome. 
the master of the dark arts of marketing, marketing, Mr. Nathan Frazier. You can get all of his content on marketing and magic and how the two combine on all forms of social media. The Salted Sicilian, my good friend Christy Carolina's personal food blog. You definitely have to check it out. She is a Culinary Institute of America graduate and she is great at what she does. A Wild Little Podcast is a podcast here on Spotify for podcasters. She was helping me back when this, back when I first started, back when this was Anchor, we were coming up together doing this podcasting at around the same time, and we talked a lot on social media about that experience. And uh, if you want to have a wild ride, listen to her podcast. Over on Twitter, we have Troll Demon Trish, Lizzie Stardust, We Trade Free, and London Gardens. And as always, Kennedy Edwards. Over on Instagram, we have Mr. Michael Witt. Again, if you want to be part of this list, it's very simple. All you got to do is hit that subscribe button. The option to be a paid subscriber is there. Just pick 99 cents a month and I will give you a mention. Um, There are other levels, of course, but that is the least expensive one. And that's all uh, I could really ask for if I was asking for anything. Back to the sermon. And welcome back to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral for the conclusion of Sermon 66, building on that Foundation 3, accountability. Now, accountability in the relationship. We talked about accountability in general and how it affects the relationship dynamic and who is naturally averse to accepting accountability and and being able to reflect on oneself. Now, what we have to understand is that accountability really builds on other things in the relationship. It builds on communication. It builds on acceptance. It builds on all three parts of that foundation as well. As far as communication is concerned, it is an uncomfortable conversation, but we have to understand that a relationship's strength, especially a romantic relationship or a very close friendship is built on uncomfortable conversations. It's not everything is small talk. Not everything is, hey, how's the weather? It's, there are, you have to be able to build your relationship via uncomfortable conversations. Because if you are incapable of having those uncomfortable conversations about the things that bother you, that you're your partner or your friend or what have you does, or they are un- incapable of having those conversations with you about what you do that bothers them, what's going to happen is that is going to be the wedge in your relationship. That's going to completely shatter it eventually. It's, it's, not, even, it's not even a joke. I wish that this wasn't the case. I wish that, that everyone could just get along and and understand that you know sometimes you do things that are fucked up and that you need to be held accountable for but the fact of the matter is more relationships than not are ended because no one is willing to have those uncomfortable conversations um this goes to all sorts of things that end relationships Um, 90% of the time, I can almost guarantee you, I don't have a study, I don't have official numbers, but I feel 90% is a pretty decent, uh, 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 accurate percentage there uh, of 
people who cheat in their relationship, 90% of that time, it's something that could have been talked about before it got to the point of seeking the attention of another person. I would have to say 90% of the time. Well, let's say 10% of the people are just shit. <laughs> and we're going to do it anyway. But 90% of the time, it's, oh, you don't value me. You don't treat me this way. You don't, but you no one wants to have those uncomfortable conversations. And that's a problem. It then becomes the wedge that destroys your relationship. It's also important to note that being able to have those conversations shows that you care enough. And I don't want this to be confused with the abusive. Uh, argument of I beat you because I care. It's having these clear, concise discussions, not screaming matches, not arguments. Rational, sit down. This is how this makes me feel. You did this. This is how this makes me feel. Or you did this. This is how this harms me. Or you did this. This is how this hurt me. And I do not want that to happen again. That's why I'm talking to you about this. This shows that you care enough, and we live in a world where society has bent and twisted everybody's mind to think that any type of criticism, any type of accountability, is an attack. And you have to understand that it's not. It's the exact opposite of that. It is the ultimate form of showing that you care, that you care enough that when someone makes you uncomfortable, instead of cutting and running, you're going to talk about it and try and resolve this problem. And this, this. Keys into that acceptance thing that we talked about last week, that where you know you find out. Well, this is not acceptable to me. This is this is a boundary of mine. You can't do that without accountability. You can't do that without being able to have those conversations. So you see all of these things. They they mesh together so very well to make this beautiful thing. This thing that could be the most beautiful thing in your fucking life, and. It does require you to have a measure of discomfort to make it grow, you know, and that's something that a lot of people. It's a lesson that people learn all the time, but they never really take it to heart for something as important as their interpersonal relationships—the people who mean the most to them in their lives. Now, when you are willing to hold someone accountable and you're willing to be held accountable to somebody, it is a Show of mutual respect. It builds that foundation. It it strengthens and fortifies that foundation of your relationship. That you know that you respect your partner enough, or your or your partners enough, to to be able to tell them, listen, this doesn't. This, I'm not comfortable with this. This doesn't make me feel good. I do not enjoy this. This is something that you do that I would like you to not do anymore. Specifically in in. Reference to me,、um, and they have to—they have to have that respect for you in order to actually change their behavior, and vice versa. And what that does, if if it is working out, if you are communicating, if you do accept, you know, each other and your quirks and whatnot,、um, when you get to that point where you have that boundary. And you need to have that accountability discussion. That respect has to be there, but is also empowered by having those conversations, because it's an understanding that there is a mutual respect there.、Um, I want to take a minute to talk about trust and vulnerability, because vulnerability is to trust what.
um, uh, accountability is to, or, or, or um, self-reflection is to accountability. Okay, you have to be vulnerable in order to be able to trust. You have to be able to be vulnerable in order to be able to trust. And I do know, and I've said it myself, that there are sometimes you you can be vulnerable to somebody and they use it as a weapon against you. But that doesn't negate the fact that you need to be vulnerable with somebody in order to be able to trust them. You don't know that you can trust them until you've been vulnerable with them. You don't know that they won't fuck you over until you've given them the opportunity to. And then you can recover from that. But being held accountable is is vulnerability. You know, being being be having that conversation saying I need you to not do this anymore holding your partner accountable is showing vulnerability as well. This is a mutual vulnerability trust exercise to be able to be held accountable and to be able to hold someone accountable. And it's very important to understand that that's that's how that goes. Um, And then finally, I want to talk about gratitude. Now, uh, I did talk the other week about gratitude as one of those foundational things to your relationship. And this is the perfect opportunity to give gratitude on both ends. You know, you should be thankful that your partner gives a shit enough to listen to you say, I don't like this thing that you do. You should be thankful to your partners that that they're, they're willing to say, I don't like this thing that you do, as opposed to just holding it inside, letting it be a wedge in the relationship and destroying it. You know, you you can give and receive gratitude. You can feel valued in a relationship by having this uncomfortable conversation about things that are boundaries, things that are violations of those boundaries, and being held accountable to it and correcting behavior. All of these uncomfortable work things that you're going to have to do in a relationship build a stronger relationship, and you have to understand that. I want to thank everybody for coming. I greatly appreciate everybody who comes here. Uh, I will be talking about doing live streaming uh, when I do my move. Uh, If you wish to uh, do that, just hit me up, send me a message, hit me up on my contacts, and let me know what you... uh, what times are good for you, what, uh, what days are good for you, what's, what's your schedule look like so that I can maybe tailor it to help be around for the most amount of people. Uh, with that being said, uh, thank you again for coming to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry, and I will talk to you 